I was just really impressed. Every single person there、uh, was there to、uh, to better their their health.、Uh, yeah. When when they walked around the when we went around the room and everybody was talking, I was really impressed with how much people recognized、uh, this lifestyle and and this way of cooking. Uh, is an, is important to them to improve their health. This is the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions podcast, and I'm your host Maya Acosta. If you're willing to go with me, together we can discover how simple lifestyle choices can help improve our quality of life and increase our longevity in a good way. Let's get started. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions podcast. And guess what? Today is Monday, and what do we have on Mondays, Doctor Riz? We have Doctor in, in the, the house. house. Another episode with Doctor Riz being the guest expert that shows up and joins us. So much to share with all of you. I'm so excited. I thought I actually had notes with me、uh, written down. We're going to talk about. What we did this past Saturday at Chef Julia's house. We're going to talk about what's coming up at the end of the month, the NHA conference. So we're going to go into detail about that, and then let's talk about a couple of recent trips that we have not、uh, shared with our audience. We went hiking,、mm-hmm. and then I went out of town to New York. So lots to talk about today. Instead of doing a health topic, I thought that we could tell our audience what we've been up to, and this is why we're doing this episode.、Um, I also did a couple of interviews. One was We Did It Dot Health,、uh, and I also was on Dr. Lori Marbus's、uh, podcast for Mora. Yes,、uh, I'm so glad you bring it up because what I'll do is I'll add a link. To those interviews in the show notes. So, if you're new to our podcast, if you're listening for the first time and you want to learn more about Doctor Riz, there are going to be two links in the show notes, and we'll talk to you about those in a minute.、Uh, in terms of the interview that you did, and then the other one was, was more of a discussion. But let's just say that you did two back-to-back online events recently. Um, online interviews, I guess you can say.、Mm-hmm. I have these cards that are conversational cards. I've played with the other vegan ladies that I've had dinner with in the past, and then when we went camping with another couple, I took these conversation cards with us, and it's a wonderful way of getting to know people. So I thought we could start by drawing a card and just answering it for fun. Okay, so why don't you draw the first card? If you don't like it, you can put it back and choose another. Okay. Do you offer good advice? I mean, I actually get asked all the time to give advice. I'm a、uh, a physician, and、uh, I think I do give good advice. I pride myself on being very open minded and objective、uh, with what I give, and very、uh, you know uh, scientifically sound、uh, advice. I'm pretty good about saying if I don't know something, I say I don't know. The advice I do offer is about stuff that I'm、uh, well prepared to、uh, take take care of. Okay. Awesome. I like this card. Anything else about that? No, that's good. I'm going to draw one more, and、uh, well, I'll draw one, and then let's see if we want to keep going for a little bit. Okay, how do you tell the difference between your intuitions and your fears? Oh my gosh, I'm still working on this. I feel like I can't answer this because、okay. I feel like Michelle helps me through this. What's the difference between what my intuition is telling me and my fear? Well, okay, I'll answer it. When fear is kicking in. I feel it in my body. I feel the what feels like anxiety and nervousness and the tension in my body, fear, and I feel this resistance that I don't want to go forth. And I'm really talking about like intuition tells me don't do that, 
or intuition tells me, yes, do that. So I know it's intuition because I stop and I listen to my body. And when it's a yes, I feel, I feel it. Um, and when I stop, uh, to listen to my intuition, I'm not thinking about it. I'm not telling stories about something. I'm, it's like I'm feeling for an answer about something. Should I go forth with something? Should I not? And then fear is more like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And I flee forward and I have all these concerns and I tell stories and I'm in my head and I feel the fear in my body. Mm. Does that answer? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Should we okay. do another? Yeah, do another one for yourself. This is a good one. When the phone rings, do you generally experience excitement or dread? Well, that's hilarious. I think that's a hilarious one because I, I, I've grown up around the age of when phones went from something that was just some rotary thing in the house uh, to uh, now here we are, fast forward several decades to the uh, uh, cell phone uh, era. And uh, I remember when I, uh, I was younger or, you know, you had a phone and it wasn't, you know, phone calls weren't as uh, pervasive as they were today. And when the phone rang, you, you picked it up. Uh, there was no dread behind it. And it was interesting. You wanted to see who was calling you, you know, uh, and there wasn't all these uh, uh, cold calls or other things like that. And so, yeah, it's uh, uh, back then, I, you know, there was an excitement about getting a phone call. You, you're very interesting. But now fast forward today, uh, I think the reality is we don't like to talk as much on the phone. And uh, but the the beauty of it for me is that there's caller ID. And so I mean, if it's somebody I know, well, then sure, I'm going to answer it and talk to them. But if the, if it's somebody I don't know who's not in my phone book, well, then I have the opportunity uh, to not talk to. So I'm not and I'm not as big a, a talker on the phone as I used to. I'm, I, I like texting a lot. Absolutely. Um, it allows me to just uh, get my statement said and then I can move on because I, I lead a very busy lifestyle and I don't spend a lot of time talking on the phone. Yeah. So Good that's answer. a long answer, but you know, yeah. Okay. So these cards are called um, do-it-yourself therapy, table topics, questions to start great conversations. Hmm. So um, that was a little bit, uh, just, just a little warm up, a little way of you guys getting to know us as well. Let's start with telling our listeners about the recent hike we did. Since we're using these cards, we, we went with another couple and we used the cards with them as well. So I want to give everybody a recap and then we'll move forward to what happened this weekend. Sure. I'll, I'll start that. You know, we went, uh, uh, Maya and I do like to go camping and, and hiking and uh, get out in nature. We really enjoy it. And we certainly don't get out as much as we'd like to. Um, and uh, so very recently we went to uh, Palo Duro Canyon uh, State Park here in Texas and also uh, Caprock uh, Canyons State Park in Texas. They're actually very close to each other uh, up uh, in uh, Amarillo area. So in the panhandle of Texas. And it's, uh, uh, it was quite, a, uh, an eye-opening trip for me because I didn't know this existed in Texas. Uh, these are, these were beautiful. The canyons, apparently Palo Duro is the second largest canyon in the United States behind the Grand Canyon. Uh, and no one talks about it. Uh, and it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. We had, we were having some rain. So some of the trails were closed and we had to deal with that. Uh, and our, and our big hike was, uh, uh, a lot of it was uh, in a mosh pit of mud, but, you know, that kind of made it a better and more memorable experience. But uh, anyway, so the, the beauty was uh, extraordinary. Uh, and I, I I was joking around. I keep saying it's almost like being in, U it's Utah in Texas. You know, these just big canyons and uh, multicolored rocks and 
uh, it, it was just uh, an eye opener for me. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, you took care of most of the planning, which was really nice. And I took care of what was basically meal planning for four people in our van for three days, just to kind of give everybody an idea of the distance. It was a six, about a six hour drive or so from where we live in Dallas to that destination. And we went along with another couple. He is um, our friend. It has really made it a mission to travel throughout the country and see every national park, including state or just national parks. Mostly national. This was his first state uh, park, uh, I think. Uh, he's seen 54 national parks in the last five years. Incredible. Yeah. I want to say like three years ago when I started seeing all these posts that he was making on his social media, I would ask him, is there a chance that, you know, maybe someday you can take us on a, a you know, like you can be our guide because we're not really fully experienced hikers, but we love the outdoors. And he would ask me, well, you know, could you teach me how you cook plant-based? He's vegan, but he was asking for healthier options. And I thought to myself, wow, this is a wonderful way of collaborating and teaching one another. He given us tips on hiking. And then, of course, we took our van, which meant that everything could be stored in the van because we do have a refrigerator and we have plenty of storage. But we also have everything that we need to cook full meals on board. And so it was great. Anyway, what I was saying is that you planned everything. I just showed up with the food. Well, uh, you know, so yeah, I reserved all the camping sites and got that all planned. And our friends kind of planned the, the, the hiking because he's got such a good experience. He looked up uh, the trails ahead of time. And then he has uh, an app, which is very good for hiking. Uh, it's called all trails. Uh, and he downloaded the maps for the different, uh, uh, trails. And, uh, so he was, he was kind of our hiking guide. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it was a team effort. So the other thing that I wanted to add for all of you listeners, um, as a matter of fact, tomorrow, there's an episode that you really are going to want to listen to. The more that I dive into lifestyle medicine and the more that I bring experts from the American College of Lifestyle Medicine on the podcast, the more that I learn how important it is not only to support myself and to educate and help educate all of you listeners about lifestyle medicine, but I'm learning how important it is to support our healthcare providers. So not just physicians, not just nurses and nurse practitioners, but anyone in the healthcare field. I recently had Dr. Tiger and Dr. Sunderman on the show speaking about physician burnout. And they talked about how important it is to spend time in nature using nature as medicine. And tomorrow we're going to hear from Dr. Svetlana Shimon, who also designed a program to support people in healthcare uh, who are experiencing, you know, burnout, but also just mental health to support people in mental health. And so I was really happy to see you spend time outdoors because I know that uh, your windows are very small sometimes for vacationing or taking a break. Oh, yeah. I had a great time. In fact, I was kind of depressed coming back. I wanted. Oh, to spend... no, it didn't work. <laughs> wanted... If you got depressed, I, it didn't work. I wanted to spend more time there. So I was kind of bummed that we had to come back. Yeah. The reason we ended up getting a van um, was even before the pandemic, we wanted to have a van to spend more time in nature. 
because we both really sometimes burn the candle at both ends. We're very busy. And fortunately, last year, we were able to to find the right van for us to experience van life. And we did take advantage last year. We discovered we started discovering locations only about an hour and a half, maybe two hours away from Dallas where we could camp. Yeah. I mean, it's very surprising, but, uh, and we kind of had already, before we got the camper van, we had already done some camping and excursions to Texas state parks, but, uh, there's just, uh, a, a tremendous, a myriad of uh, parks available to us. I think there's 70 parks in, in the state of Texas. Wow. And so, you know, uh, I encourage everybody who, you know, here, you know, our local listeners, uh, you know, join the Texas state park, uh, program. It's only $70 a year. And then you get to go uh, all over mm-hmm. uh, and get a discount. And these these parks are very well maintained, and you've got camping sites and all sorts of hiking available to you. And uh, and uh, you can either uh, glamp a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. because you got the RV sites with uh, electric and water, and there's even bathrooms with showers. Or you can do a little bit more primitive camping. Uh, you can camp in a tent. You can camp in your RV. So there's a, it's just a mm-hmm. uh, you know we've we've really I think we've probably, you and I have probably hit 15 or 20 of these places over the last couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You took training a while back on how to basically, it was a survival course, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That was a little bit more than uh, camping. It was uh, more of a survival course yeah. and, you know, starting fires uh, and mm-hmm. uh, making shelters and finding water and foraging for food, which I really enjoyed too. So yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it's just kind of an extension of the skill set, and and it was just kind of fun to do. Our friends they stayed in their in their tent overnight. Well, they camped the entire time in their tent, and so did you. You mm-hmm. set up uh, camp as well. I stayed yeah. in the van. Uh, I that was my choice. Uh, no, other than hey, I was the cook, the chef. So I I am working on a van live cookbook, mm-hmm. plant based, and so I I've been working on something for two to three years where I collect all my recipes as I'm experimenting and testing and trying things out, and it's called Van Life. That's what I have, the layout that I have digitally so far. But I mean, I don't know when I'll when I'll publish this, but I think it would be a lot of fun for us to have stories in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, of And it could be anything, but it, it would be fun if it were more outdoorsy, the stories, and then some of the meals that we cook on site. Um, now, we do everything from basic cooking. We've camped, well, I've cooked over the fire. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Uh, to cooking on gas, using a propane stove, to now using an induction stovetop. So um, we took a walk. Yeah, and <laughs> this, you've used the Instant Pot as well. I used a small three-quart Instant Pot. And then when I said we took a walk, I meant like a, one of the cooking walks, not yeah. that we walked around, oh, but we did and, that too. <laughs> and you also took a crepe maker. I took a crepe maker mainly because we had the space, but also because since we were entertaining our friends, uh, I just wanted Riz to prepare some of the things that he specializes in in the kitchen, which is a lot of fun. You make some great stir fry uh, and you make a delicious crepe for for a dessert. Yeah, we've made pizza in the van too before. Yeah. So there's so many different ways um, that we can talk about cooking and, and van life. But for me, it's van life because that's my kitchen, the van. What would you prepare if you weren't solely relying on your tent and your backpack yeah. gear? Yeah. There's some, uh, you know, I started as I've, as I've become, uh, you know, learn more about backpacking. You know, you, you've probably, you've seen it uh, where I started mm-hmm. to create these kind of easy to make meals uh, mm-hmm. when you're out backpacking. Cause I have a little, 
uh, propane stove top that I can carry in my backpack, a single burner stove. And, uh, and then, so I learned to carry with me the, uh, uh, little containers of, uh, just, you know, single use containers of plant milk along with my oatmeal and, you know, dried, uh, mm-hmm. fruits and nuts and things like that, that I can mix and make an oatmeal or, uh, you know, little, uh, pre-prepared meals and freeze dried meals for like, uh, uh, pasta with, uh, red sauce. And yeah. so, yeah, there's a, uh, there's a whole skill set to, yeah. to, uh, this kind of cooking uh, when you're backpacking. Yeah. Okay. So, Dr. Reyes, that was camping. And there's so much more that we can talk about. But basically, we enjoyed this wonderful hike, uh, came back. I know that I benefited from it. And then two days later, I went from like ca- having casual clothes and boots, hiking boots on one trip to coming home and packing for a trip to New York. So I headed to New York two days after for the Vegan Women Summit. And that was really just an experience where I worked in the media room um, interviewing some of the guest speakers. But what I do want to tell everyone is check out the interviews that I did from the Vegan Women Summit because I have like nine interviews that are going to be releasing Wednesday through Friday. So for the rest of this month, every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, there's an interview by a great and amazing female entrepreneur, CEO, uh, food product developer, you name it, um, they're going to be featured in the podcast. Let's talk about Saturday. We went to Chef Julia Dunaway's home. Um, She's just on the outside of Fort Worth. I would say um, probably in terms of distance, about an hour and 15 minutes from where we live. Chef Julia uh, has a background as a culinary chef and training in the Blue Zone living. During the pandemic, as many of you remember, no one really had an idea of how long we would be in lockdown or what the future was going to look like. And Julia is someone who I admire so much. She started going on Facebook Live every day, just cooking a recipe, showing people for one hour how to prepare a meal. Yeah, she did 50 straight days. Exactly. 50 straight days from that experience, she started her business pretty much. She just kept going. I mean, she already had business. She told us, as a matter of fact, on Saturday, how she used to host events in her home before the pandemic and before going fully plant-based. Those 50 days led to a cookbook, which then led to more classes that she offers, um, to one-on-one coaching. And now she does these one day retreats and she's doing them, I, I guess they're like quarterly, like four, three or four times a year. And this is the second time that you have been invited to participate as a speaker. Yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. So she, you know, we all had to do make changes during the pandemic and uh, she kind of had to reinvent things because, you know, it was not really reasonable to have in-person events anymore like she used to do. Uh, and I think, uh, I remember her saying she just decided to go ahead and, uh, she saw something on TV, like a food channel thing where one of the, uh, stars was doing their own, uh, uh, they were just using their iPhone to, t- to record themselves and, uh, cooking at home. And she said, Hey, I can do that. Uh, and so she did it one time and then she just decided after that she could do it again and again. And she went ahead and did it for 50 straight days. So you kind of have to reinvent yourself, uh, during that time. Uh, and then that led to a strong, a stronger online presence. And then she was able to do, uh, start a whole lot of virtual cooking lessons and cooking classes. 
Uh, and now we're kind of emerging out the other side and she started up these, uh, in-person, uh, day retreats now. Uh, and yeah, uh, she's invited, uh, invited us to participate. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I've gotten to give, uh, lectures at these. And I think we've got one more, uh, at the end of this year to take part in. I kind of wanted to share with our listeners what the day look like, you know, paint a picture in case you're ever interested in coming out or finding out more about Julia's retreats. It's an entire day of learning. And I would love to hear from you. What are three things that you really enjoyed about the entire retreat? Okay, so I have to narrow it down to three, huh? Well, I mean, it was a really it was a fun day. Uh, overall, first off, uh, I mean, just that's number one. It was a great day uh, just being there with a lot of people who were very interested in learning to cook better for their to improve their health. Uh, it's nice to see people who are uh, invested. I guess number two is I really enjoyed uh, being able to sample so much good food. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, we got there and the first thing was that she had a breakfast prepared for us, which, you know, that was that was lovely. And there was just so much to choose from. Uh, that you couldn't really eat at all. Uh, what I appreciated was that um, a lot of these people there were really uh, uh, grateful to learn these new cooking skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just really impressed. Every single person there uh, was there to uh, to better their, their health. Uh, yeah. When, when they walked around the, when we went around the room and everybody was talking, I was really impressed with how much people recognized uh, this lifestyle and, and this way of cooking uh, is an, is important to them to improve their health. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. All right. So I, I'm going to tell you what I enjoyed the most. Three things that I enjoyed the most. The first one was um, me sitting back and just experiencing this as a student because I love to learn. And um, I feel like I learn something new every single time I'm exposed to a new recipe, a new gadget, a new technique in the kitchen. Even hearing uh, Julia's story, I did. I wasn't as familiar with her story of her parents having chronic disease and all of that. So I enjoyed just sitting back and learning um, without, you know, like I w- it was a day for me to rest because usually I'm working an event or I'm running an event or I'm preparing for an event. It seems like there's always something going on. I enjoy that. Um, and I enjoyed seeing Julia in her element because I know Julia virtually. That's what I saw her doing before the pandemic. And during the pandemic, you see her on YouTube, you see her on Facebook. She's actually doing really well on YouTube and making all these wonderful videos. And to be in her space and to hear from her how they expanded that kitchen and how she designed the kitchen that she now films in and teaches classes in, was her idea that when they expanded their home. So she had a vision of how much window space she wanted. She wanted access to uh, the beauty that immediately surrounds her, uh, her garden. Then there we saw um, deer and, you know, you just see, you, you get this idea that you're just in a, at a retreat really when you're in her kitchen. So that was number two, what I really loved. Uh, number three, the food. Because I knew what she was going to prepare. And one of my favorite dishes of hers is the uh, tofu scramble. Yeah, that was, my, that was my favorite as well. Yeah. yeah. It's probably the best tofu scramble I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, I, you know, Riz, how I am that I try not to serve myself too much because I don't like wasting food. So I only serve myself what I feel I'm going to eat. 
which means that I don't always get to taste everything. And I feel like I missed out. <laughs> yeah, no, I certainly also didn't get uh, everything there. Right. Although I, although I went back and grabbed a few things from time to time throughout the course of the day. Right. So I, oh, I, I feel like because it's like buffet style. So when you first arrive, I think it was like nine in the morning, you have an hour in, in at the beginning of the day to mingle, to sample the food, to just get to know each other. And then she starts sharing her story. And so I kind of sat in a certain place behind all the other students because you sit around her kitchen counter, which feels very personal. Um I just love that whole experience. So um, that was that. And if you want to focus a little bit more on the food, I will tell you that there was another thing that I enjoyed. So tofu scramble was my number one. Number two was the polenta. And you know that mm -hmm. before I went vegan, I never ate polenta. I didn't even know what it was. And polenta is the same thing as grits, right? It's corn. It's corn. Yeah. Okay. But maybe ground corn or cornmeal. Yeah. yeah. Um, hers was really delicious. And then the third thing that I, I um, comes to mind in terms of what I really enjoyed was that banana bread. Mm -hmm. And I forgot all, what all is in you know, it. Well, all the all the cookies and brownies and breads were fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And we should add yeah, you, that. You brought a few home and I ate them all last night. Yeah. Oh, I missed. <laughs> see, I missed out. Uh, I didn't. I brought a few things that I said, oh, I haven't sampled these. Yeah. And I didn't get to sample them again. For dessert, she had these delicious, like, pistachio almond probably i don't remember what all is in it like truffle like um snacks and okay I think and she, then she did call them energy balls or okay energy snacks and finally about the entire food what i really want to emphasize is that chef julia cooks not predominantly 100%. all her food is whole food plant-based oil free she shared with me in the past that in order to to really provide that buffet style um, breakfast, it takes weeks of planning and preparation. Um, and oh my gosh, there's just so much that I can go into detail about. But that was that. So we had breakfast. Chef Julia shared her story, which again, I didn't know the full details. It was really nice to learn more about her. After Chef Julia introduced herself, um, she had everybody, all the paid participants go around the room and, and share a little bit about why they were there. And what most impressed me about that is that some people came from out of state. Yeah, from a long ways off. Yeah. And they all shared a little bit about why they're there. And I actually took some notes. We can talk a little bit about this. And then because you and I hold events, we do a lot of different things. And we've had panel discussions, and we've had testimonials at our events, we've done so much. And, and it's nothing new. I guess that's my point is that there are some common reasons why people struggle to go whole food plant based. And I think even Julia said that it's not that the people need the message. It's, it's not like they need to hear that going whole food plant-based is the best thing for your health. It's more like, what are the challenges that people are constantly facing? Kim Campbell came on the show and she's married to Nelson Campbell. She's the daughter-in-law to T. Colin Campbell. And one of the things that she said is that keeps people from living this way is that the food doesn't taste good. At least they feel the food is not tasty. Yeah, that's that seemed to be a common theme is that uh, a lot of the people were there were to find out how to cook this food and make it um, enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Because there is a common perception that 
uh, that it's not going to be tasty yeah. or this lifestyle is not going to be tasty. And, and I think that that's something that a myth that has to be broken down and, and, and chef Julia is out there teaching people, uh, that that's not the case. Yes. It's a myth. And then it's also a reality because not everybody knows how to cook. So that's one of the reasons why we as adults have to go back to the kitchen and learn the basics. I mean, I remember, uh, that I had to learn what I was supposed to have in the pantry, how to do groceries. And so when, you know, you can deep fry anything and it'll, it'll taste good. We have these conversations that you can deep fry things, just throw some onion in there and some garlic and it'll be tasty. But when you remove the oil and the added salt and the added sugar, food can taste bland if you don't know how to properly steam, if you don't know how to properly roast. Um, there are so many things that, that we learn in this way of living. And so there we have been to some places where the food is not good. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that it that, that makes sense because we kind of do live in an in an era where cooking at home is not as common as it used to be. So the cooking skills aren't necessarily mm-hmm. a common thing that everybody knows, uh, and just gen- the general, you know, how to cook and and uh, you know the, the other thing that I think about uh, the food that we eat is it's important to learn that there's more to life than just salt and pepper. Yes, you know, there's yes. there's so many more spices out there that we can use. You and I come from uh, ethnic backgrounds where they do use a lot of different spices. And so it's we're pretty comfortable with that. Yeah. But the kind of the standard American approach has never been that, you know, in our fast food era, the way it is today and with people eating out so much or ordering in so much. There's just not that those those cooking skills aren't there. Right. And this is why we offer these classes. I mean, this is why we're part of this community. We're learning to familiarize ourselves with the kitchen again. So that was one one thing that really stood out is that people kind of said and they probably have had experiences of the food not being tasty. So, yeah, I was there to talk about kind of the uh, the medical and health aspects, uh, and, you know, kind of at a, from a scientific standpoint about why it's good to live this lifestyle. Uh, but then that's all well and good, but the practical skills, uh, are another thing altogether, which, you know, not only includes the, the cooking that Chef Julia was teaching, uh, but, you know, maybe even, uh, what to have in your pantry, how to go shopping. Those are important skills to learn as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's great stuff. Um, the other thing that came to mind as we're talking about tasty food is that I remember telling you that in the past, what typically happens when you buy a cookbook, just say off a bookshelf in the bookstore, and you've never tasted the recipes, but you go and make the recipe, you don't know if you're actually going to like the food. And the advantage we have when we taste Julia's food is if we like something, we say, okay, I want the recipe. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge, huge advantage. That's also an advantage to having a potluck, a plant based potluck is you taste each other's foods and then decide if you want the the recipe. The other thing that I've noticed, um, there were a couple of vegans that were there. So people that have chosen to be vegan for ethical reasons and now have decided that they want to eat healthier for for obvious reasons to mm-hmm. prevent um, chronic disease and all that. And I often share on the podcast that I went vegan my first year and then I gained weight because I was eating a lot of processed foods from the frozen food section, the, what we call convenience foods. They might not have animal products, but they have a whole bunch of other ingredients that are not healthy for me. And so it was really nice to see people wanting to not only care for animals by not eating animals, but also eating the healthier foods 
for their for their own health. I agree. I agree. And so um, also there was another component that really stood out and um, about what Chef Julia was saying. Not everybody suffers with food addiction, but there was a moment where she talked about how if you have an addictive personality being told, hey, you can eat all the food you want nonstop as long as it's whole food plant based may not be the best approach. And so she was just she was giving some advice as to, you know, eat until you're satisfied, which is what we teach. Um, in that's one of the blue, blue zone principles is eat until you're no longer hungry or eat until you're satisfied instead of eating until you're full. And so she spoke a little bit about that as well. Mm, okay. Okay. So I'm going to wrap up this portion by moving on to the fact that we, want to address blue zone living. And so the the next four segments or so for Doctor in the House is we're going to go deep dive into what blue zone living is and how you can blue zone your life. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it is, you know, we're not going to make the United States a blue zone. Maybe that's a nice goal, but you can create your own blue zone in the way you live your life. And yep. that's a really nice way to put it. Yes. So stay tuned. The next episode after this, next Monday, we will introduce you to the Blue Zones. Those are the areas in the world where people live the longest without having advanced chronic disease. Just a couple of other things before we wrap up. We have an event coming up on July 16th. And I do, I'm just going to encourage you to email me if you want more details, if you're in the area, because I haven't created a Facebook event for this yet. But uh, you can email me at plantbasedmaya at gmail.com if you're interested. So this is going to be an event in Frisco at the Frisco Library. I'm going to show a documentary and I'm going to have a physician assistant talk about the film. We might try to do a potluck with it. Dr. Riss will be there as well. We may have a couple of other doctors, physicians that we may invite. This will be one of our first in-person, not related to our, our walk, our monthly walk, but in-person collaboration with another group in Frisco. And I'm really excited about coming together and creating events. I, you know, I love to create events. I'm an event planner and a collaborator. Yeah, it's it's nice to see people in person. Uh, you know, and we've we've gone years without that kind of consistent uh, stuff. So it's going to be uh, nice to ha have an event in person. That's right. And uh, by the way, feel free to like share in the comments these idea. You know, give me ideas because one of my greatest limitations is finding a location to do events. If I could have an event, a, a play, a stable place every month. I would have an event every month. But anyway, we're going to do it at the library and I'll start to put out more information um, on social media and uh, on Eventbrite and Facebook events and all of that. But our goal is to bring the community together, watch a film, which always impacts everyone. I, I mean, you and I watch Plant Pure Nation at least once a year. At least I do because it impacts me so much. But, you know, we're it's it's along the lines of health. So that's going to be July 16th. And then the other thing I wanted to share with listeners is at the end of this month, we're going to Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, we're going to go to the uh, NHA conference in Cleveland. Uh, you know, the NHA has been on our radar for a long time and probably, uh, I, you know, I, the, the pandemic pro uh, impaired our ability to participate 
uh, because we weren't traveling as much. But, uh, you know, we're finally getting to our first NHA conference and uh, we're very excited to participate. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're, we've been asked to lead a walk uh, at the Vitamix factory, which is going to yeah. be fun. Uh, or a walk or a, a, a morning, uh, kind, of, kind of almost like a walk with the doc, but uh, mm-hmm. I, you, I'm going to take my walk with the doc shirt. So I guess we can call it that. So for those of you who may uh, not know what the NHA is, it's a National Health Association. They used to go by another name back in the day, but the National Health Association is celebrating 75 years. Yeah. They're the oldest plant-based organization uh, uh, in the United States or maybe in the world. I don't know. Ever. Yes. Yeah. So this is their 75th anniversary. That's right. And so Mark Huberman, who was one of the original founders, I mean, he was a teenager when he joined that organization. Uh, He was on the show last year. His wife was on the show this year, Wanda Huberman. And one of the producers of not only the virtual conference, but the podcast, Kathleen Gage was recently on the podcast as well. So I'm going to add all those links below because you want to learn about individuals who are the real, in many ways, the real pioneers in the whole food plant-based diet uh, lifestyle. And so they are putting on this amazing presentation. We're going to have Dr. Kim Williams, who's a cardiologist, will be there. Dr. Furman. Who else is going to be? Joel Furman's going to be there. I know that. Anyway, the tickets are sold out. And also, Wanda, when you listen to the episode, you'll hear that she never wants to have a gathering larger than 350 people because she loves the intimacy of coming together. And that's probably one of the things, if not the main thing that I'm looking forward to, Riz, is us coming together with like-minded people who some we've met virtually but never in person. Yeah, I think it's nice. Um, I, I kind of feel like I get lost in the crowd in the very, very large conferences. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I like the idea of it being s- smaller in size. Um, and, and they've already, they already make you feel, you know, kind of, it's very personal, very personalized. And, yeah. uh, the communication has been great. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's, going to be like more like getting together with a, a large group of friends. It and, is. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, despite the fact that it's sold out, uh, you know, don't uh, n- don't worry because you have the opportunity to attend virtually if you'd like to. That's right. And as a matter of fact, now that you say that, I want to say that they're still running their early bird prize. And so everything we're going to have access to, you're going to have access to virtually. So well, and, you, and for a lot cheaper, too. That's right. I want to say only ninety seven dollars. The price will go up in a few days, but you still have time. So check out. Now, we do have an affiliate link, full disclosure, an affiliate link with NHA. Um, But if you want the discount, use our our affiliate link. So it's bit.ly forward slash N-H-A-D-R-R-I-Z. And that's for Dr. Riz. And uh if you sign up with using our affiliate link, either use the link or just make sure to tell them Dr. Riz and Maya sent you, you're going to have access to us at the same time that the whole conference is happening. They, they're going to give us a private virtual room to connect with you guys so that we can, you can ask us questions. We can connect. And so also you're going to be able to ask questions live because like I said, it's all going to happen at the same time. We're, we'll be sitting in the lectures and you'll be watching from the comfort of your home and uh, you can ask any question that you want. And then, like I said, you'll be able to meet with us online. If you uh, haven't been able to sign up to go in person, you can still 
attend virtually. The other fun thing about the NHA, we just became century level uh, members, and maybe you can speak a little bit more about that. They're going to feature us in their, I want to say, summer edition magazine. Yeah, apparently so. Uh, they just asked for a picture of us, so we sent that in. And yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a nice group to be a part of, and uh, I'm very excited. There's something that I've no- known about that they do is uh, like their their excursions. Uh, you know, and, and they have, they have cruises that they do, which are, uh, plant-based cruises. And, uh, this is a little bit nicer because it's more of a leisure cruise. It's smaller. Uh, we're going on one to Tahiti in 2025. That's right. And I think the boat, it, it, you know, only carries 350 people. Uh, but, uh, so I'm looking forward to it because it's going to be a leisure cruise. That's yeah. right. Chef Julia also said that she's already signed up and some other people that we know are going. It'll be in February 2025, where we're actually going to be island hopping. And where exactly? It's the, the islands of Tahiti. Oh, so right. yeah, several stops in Tahiti. Oh my God. Like, how long is it going to take us to get there? It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a long trip. It's going to, it's about a, I've already checked out the flights. the The quickest you can get there is a two hopper, uh, and I think the if you're just if you're lucky, you can get there in 15 hours. Oh I saw God. some that were 22, 26 hours. Oh so it just depends on how you route yourself and you know which airlines you take, et cetera. It's crazy. We've never done anything like this where we make plans two years ahead of time. Um, you know, maybe a year. I don't ahead know. of time. Yeah, we don't do that. We plan two or three months ahead of time and that's yeah, about it. It's very hard for me to plan that's two years ahead of time, right? Exactly. Yeah. But so you can still find out about the cruise if you're interested, but we've become very fond of the National Health Association. And so they have this beautiful quarterly magazine that you've been invited to write an article for the magazine. I'm uh, hoping to contribute to the next edition, not the summer one, but hopefully the fall. Yeah. Yeah. So, so much content in today's episode. We just, you know, because we're so busy recording a lot of times and releasing episodes that we forget to touch base and just tell you what's been going on with us. So we've talked about Chef Julia's retreat. We talked about the upcoming NHA conference, which will be um, June 22nd through the 25th or so. You were interviewed for We Did It Health. Did you want to talk anything about that? I'm going to put links in the show notes. And you were interviewed by Dr. Lori Marvis. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, I think uh, I was interviewed. I don't know if you want to call them podcasts. The we Did It, we did it Not Health was a, a live event. Mm-hmm. Uh, interview by Dr. Marvis was a podcast. Yeah. Dr. Lori Marvis is in the documentary that we are going to show July 16th. So you're going to start to see a connection as to the event that we're doing. And so again, send me an email if you have questions. Um, as always, you know that Dr. Riz has his social media, especially he's most active on Instagram. That's Dr. Dr. underscore R-I-Z underscore B-U-K-H-A-R-I. Is there anything else that we'd like to add that we we might be forgetting? No, I think we covered a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. we're, we're getting busy again. I call it the, we're kind of emerging from the uh, pandemic shutdown and uh, it is nice, although it is uh, keeping us on our toes. It really is. And by the, that reminds me, um, the Lifestyle Medicine Conference is coming up in the fall. We'll be there as well. This year, it's going to be in Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. If you have not signed up for our newsletter, let me give you the link real quick. It's bit.ly forward slash 
join Dr. Riz, and that's D-R-R-I-Z. So join Dr. Riz. And um, what we'd like to do is just share updates and things that are going on and tell you about episodes and all of that in the newsletter. So that's what you'd be signing up for. So the other thing, Dr. Riz, if you want to tell listeners about your monthly walk, the next one is June 17th. And so far, we're still sticking with 12 p.m. the afternoon. But I will tell you, um, we have a private WhatsApp group for our walkers. And this is a way that we can stay in communication with our walkers. If you're the most active, if you're showing up for our walks, you're in our WhatsApp group. And this is where you can help us decide whether we should change the time because it's getting hot at noon. Yeah, I mean, it's going, uh, we are, that's four days from the, the summer solstice. So yeah, uh, our next walk is uh, June 17th. It'll be at noon. Uh, at our normal place. Uh, and uh, uh, we will probably, I think it'd probably be a good idea to poll our walkers and uh, see if it's okay to move the time yeah. uh, to maybe a little bit earlier in the morning so it's not quite so hot. That's right. So walk with the doc. Uh, what you do with that is about an hour or so event. Um, people show up, you give about a 15 minute talk. We walk one mile, depending on the group, we do a second mile. And then many times we stay afterwards and, and really talk. It's really about community, make connections. This is where you can learn, uh, meet other potential walking partners. So we've been doing really well with that. Yeah, it's uh, it's been well attended. I'm really happy that it's picking up steam again uh, now that we've restarted this year. Uh, and uh, we've had very good turnouts. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that people have made friends, uh, new friends in the walk. So we oftentimes hang out for quite a while afterwards and talk, and we've even uh, gotten together and gone and gotten, uh, uh, gotten some lunch. That's right. And we also have a podiatrist that wants to join the next walk. And so that's gotten us to think about like other specialists that can just come and support us and uh, help answer questions that people may have. Basically, that's it for today's episode of Doctor, Doctor in, in the, the House with Dr. Rizwan Bukhari and your host, Maya Alcosa. So thank you once again. You've been listening to the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions podcast with your host, Maya Acosta. If you've enjoyed this content, please share with one friend who can benefit. You can also leave us a five-star review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash HLS. This helps us to spread our message. As always, thank you for being a listener.